Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is Monday, January 17th, 2022, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, everyone. Now, for some companies in the produce and supply chain industry, you might be working, you might not be. But whether you are or not, we're bringing you some fun for today's episode. Couple of announcements before we get this episode started. January 19, 2022, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We have our virtual networking hour sponsored by Buck Naked Onions and Hawaii Produce. So don't forget to check it out, register, and come meet Shay Myers and Blake Brennan during this evening. Next, don't forget about the Global Organic Produce Expo, January 31st through February 2nd at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Now for our featured guest of today, we are bringing on three dads that are in the produce and supply chain industry and are also working hard every day to feed their kids fresh fruits and vegetables. So a couple familiar faces that I have on the line today, Brent Aaronwert of Brothers Produce, Michael Chavez of Golden Star Citrus, and Ross Nelson of Indianapolis Fruit Company. Now, if you're a dad of produce or a dad in produce, reach out to us. We want to hear your story and how you're trying to get your kids to try new things. And as my New Year's resolution is to try new things, I love bringing new items to the table to try with my kids. Now, sometimes we get those stink faces and sometimes we get the, oh my gosh, that was delicious. Well, we're going to find out from a few dads on some faves in the house and some not-so-faves. So everyone, welcome to the Dads of Produce episode. It's great to have a few dads on the line, as I spoke about in the intro. And this is a little bit of a different segment uh, for our Monday episodes. You might recognize some of the people on the call today. And now we're going to talk about dads. That's right. Dads of produce and dads in produce. Today on the line, as I said, we have Brent Aaronward, the CEO of Brothers Produce, also father of two girls. And then we have Ross Nelson, vice president of retail execution at Indianapolis Fruit Company, as well as a father of one boy and one girl. And then Michael Chavez of Golden Star Citrus, two girls as well. And then of course, myself with one boy and two girls. And guess what, everyone, all of us in produce, all of us eating produce, and all of us trying to get our kids to try something new whether it's a juicy crunch like i have here or the mysterious dragon fruit okay there are many ideas and obstacles going through getting kids to eat so hey everyone welcome to the show as i say it's time to just jump right in say hi and kick this episode off guys how's it going glad to be here appreciate you uh, calling us listen that's what we do and uh, like i said if anybody's got a you know a piece of fruit or veggie on them obviously speak now or forever hold your peace um i brought some hand sanitizer in a uh in a squeeze bottle melon sanitizer in a squeeze bottle well listen guys listen I'll, I'll tell you what i appreciate you guys here because uh you know we talk on a regular basis and we all talk about produce right and we're all selling produce we're all trading produce heck we, we might all just be eating produce but one thing that is important is pushing fresh consumption right and not only just pushing it but getting our kids to try new things and i know i just put so many ideas and 
fruits and veggies into my kids' uh, faces, you know, I definitely know what they do not like now, you guys. Like, seriously, at this point, um, if I bring peas into the house, my kid's like packing his bag. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I saw what you bought. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's in the pantry. I'm not eating that. And if you're going to try me, I'm walking to the park by myself. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? Do any of you guys have that problem or any of those issues with trying to get your kids trying some of those new things and they've rebutted against it like for life? Uh, my, my son's like that all the time. He, he won't try anything new, but my daughter, she's pretty adventurous. If I bring something home, she'll try it. So she's my fruit and veggie lover. So you got one. Yeah. But what's, what's one that's like like to, on the list that like you know for a fact that nobody in the family is going to eat? Oh, for me? They don't like cauliflower Ooh. so much. All right. Cauliflower is a good one, though, for me. Yeah, they used to be one to me that cauliflower was tough to eat. And they've gotten innovative with that, the way they can deep fry it now. And when you start deep frying things, it really changes it. Like some general Cho's uh, cauliflower I've seen some places do. I mean, not really our cup of tea for pushing healthy uh kid snacks but cauliflower has evolved you know one i think about you know not showing my age too much but when we were kids brussels sprouts came in the frozen section and that's one now that i actually see my kids actually eating when they're you know grilled or whatever i think that that's been an innovative product that we've really seen because that was a nasty when you talk about peas when we were kids brussels sprouts was one that was considered a nasty one yeah that air fryer man you gotta throw some of those brussels in the air fryer yeah my kids Mm -hmm. love um drizzle a little balsamic they go crazy for them so i think that's a big part of it too is honestly putting a spin on something and i remember being a kid and hating brussels sprouts so you know just maybe zucchini noodles there you go. There you go. Zucchini noodles. That's another good one. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of vegetables on my Blackstone now, like green beans and asparagus and peppers and onions. My son, who didn't really like onions so much, is now, you know, tolerating them a little bit more with, mm. you know, maybe a Philly steak or, you know, a nice fajita. You know, he'll eat them that way. That's good, though. When we, I mean, bring them to the table. One we struggle with is tomatoes, too. I, I'm not a tomato person, and none of us will eat. I, the kids won't eat tomatoes either. That Maybe that's in the genes. I know cilantro is the one I don't eat. You look at Ancestry.com and some of this, I think there's something to be said on some of these that there's a taste palette deal. And I know cilantro, and for sure, in my house, we don't have it. Dang. Yeah, and you know what? You, you're probably right, because... It's kind of crazy, and I'm I'm peeling my citrus here, you guys. I'm about to I'm about to dive into this uh, juicy crunch here in a second. Um, but I, I, citrus, for instance, like my dad always had citrus when we were kids, and really he'd have like frozen concentrated orange juice in the uh, in the freezer, and that's what I really hate. I, I never really hated citrus. I hated the taste of that frozen concentrated debittered orange juice that he was like, "Hey, let's uh, have that for uh, for a sample for breakfast," but. Uh, you know, I do. Brent, I'm like, I love citrus. My dad loves citrus. Like my kids love citrus, right? It's it's just crazy watching my kids. Mike, you've been with Ty at the packing house. I mean, he, well, how many how many pieces of fruit was he trying to put in his pockets? Like trying to leave with fruit. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I want it. And you're like, that's what you want? Like, that's what you want. You know what I mean? I'm sure I was trying to win him over with like a donut or something <laughs> and be cool. And then he's over here grabbing citrus left and right, which right choice, you know, good choice. <laughs> Dad taught him well. Yeah, there's a, there's always a bait. There's always a bait. There's always that bait and switch. You know, you know what I grew up eating was black raspberries. We had a huge patch of black raspberries right out behind the house, and my mom made all sorts of goodies out of black raspberries. So for like three weeks in July, there 
it was like just going out and eat as much as you want. I know. What is I, what is that? That's is that a blackberry? What is I've never even heard of a black raspberry. It's just a raspberry, but it's black, so it's got a little bit of like the kind of the blackberry notes to it. Okay, it's, it grows grows wild. You don't really find it commercialized. It's you know it's more in the wild. I like the kind you piss like blackberries that you piss on next to tea box the golf course. To me, those seem to have the best flavor. You know, especially in the middle of summer. I mean, I don't think any Driscoll Driscoll Nature Ride. None of them can hold a torch to those kind that are right there where people piss next to the tea box. But you know what's funny is that only people that golf know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't golf, no. you're like, you're like, ew, why are they saying that? It, look, no, it's 100% <laughs> right right now. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> Ross is like, those were my favorite as a kid. <laughs> there was no tea box near those, thank you. <laughs> But <laughs> I screw up on a golf course. We did not know that. <laughs> Only a bunch of priors. Maybe it's a Texas thing. I don't know. Oh man. Well, it just depends well, on where you live. There's no berries in Florida at these golf courses. Like there's palm know. trees and sand every, everywhere on these golf courses out here. A lot of a lot of bunkers out here. So listen. But we, we've had some really good conversation about what our kids don't like, right? I think we brought that in. I've heard cauliflower that they don't like. Um, I've heard Brussels sprouts. Um, I said peas. I think, Mike, you agreed saying Brussels sprouts as well. Um, but I, I think it's to a point now where you can almost mix things around, like you were saying. If you think about the Brussels sprouts, you can throw them in an air fryer, right? A little bit of olive oil, a little bit of vinegar. Uh, what I've been using is just really crazy, you guys, and try it. Do pork rub on your Brussels sprouts before you not kosher, uh, not kosher. It's not it. Listen, you have to do it. Okay. And uh, then soak them and then put them in the air fryer and then throw bacon bits on top of them. When you're done with that, Ty came out the other day, which is my son. And he's like, dad, I was like, he's like, did you make these? I was like, yeah. He's like, there's bacon all inside of them. I was like, yeah, just, just scoop some up. And then you can get a little uh, crazy. Like I've done uh, Mike, Ross, we've been out to dinner in Indianapolis. I think it was like Tony's. I think it was. And uh, oh, yeah. we had those Brussels sprouts. They had like a little drizzle of maple syrup on. So now I'm like, hey, all right, got some sugar-free maple syrup. Now my kid's like, what are you making? And now he's taking little bites of it, right? The Brussels sprout, Brent, that no one liked before. Like now he's I'm like, I'm telling you that right. evolving, it's an evolving one. You know, you're talking about cauliflower and then you start thinking the growing side you know, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, kind of all the same variety. You know, the, the kids that don't like cauliflower, do they like broccoli? Because you know? broccoli is one that's a little easier to tolerate with butter and seasoning on it, throwing it on that grill, um, stir fry. Broccoli. I think broccoli is, you know, one that maybe kids are coming around to a little more now. I think the best way that people put broccoli is cheese. Cheese on broccoli. Broccoli, yeah, cheese and broccoli, yeah. I'm putting Growing up, that was cheese. huge. You almost exactly, got to get away yeah. from that, though, like my wife said. She's like, because then you're just dowsing it with something. You're not getting the kids to taste real broccoli. Right. And, you know, you it, mean it, like my salads, my, my salads that are ranch with uh, lettuce? Ranch with lettuce. Yeah, that, 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 that I tell my daughter that all the time. She's like, I want a salad. I ordered a Caesar salad the other day. She's like, I want nothing but lettuce and ranch. And I was like, so you want lettuce to dip in ranch? She's like, and no, I want like croutons, I'm sure. She's, yeah, she's like, I want like three pieces of lettuce and like six cups of ranch. And I'm like, I'm like that's not a salad, baby. I'm like, that's like a soup. It's a, it's that's a start. A it's a start. It's just, it's like, it's a start on my first salad. You know, it's, it's like a Fisher ranch salad. No, I, I, I agree. I, de I definitely agree with it. So, 
Guys, this is a perfect time. Take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about what our kids love and uh, what we see coming up uh, with the Dads of Produce. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit www.ag.tools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now back to our show. What's even more convenient than having fresh cut apple slices ready to snack on? Having them delivered to your doorstep. Arctic apple varieties are now included in FlavorWave boxes in the Los Angeles area. Plus, subscribers can scan a special QR code for their chance to win an Arctic apple prize pack. Discover a wave of freshly picked flavor when you crunch into an Arctic Golden or an Arctic Granny fresh slice. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors and learn more about fruits and vegetables, technology, innovation, and more in the produce industry. Let's get back to talking to our dads today, Brent Aaronwer, Ross Nelson, and Michael Chavez. Guys, welcome back. Not in that order. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm still eating my Juicy Crunch over here. Ross, I know you had a sumo earlier. Did you go and get that or no? Oh, yeah. We've been oh, getting man. We've been getting a lot. Kids love the sumo season. You know what I just had? I went to KFC and they had plant-based chicken nuggets. Is that something new there? Dude, I saw that too. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because did you did you eat it? You actually tried they it? They were good. They were good. Yeah. Wow. My wife brought that up the other day and she was just like, babe, she's like, people are competing now. She's like KFC. And I laugh because I don't eat at KFC, dude. I, I hate it. Dude. And she's like, they got plant-based chicken nuggets. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, what? What? I mean, it's like the nature star, but I'm, I'm telling you, you could throw these, you know, we're talking about kids and the dads of produce deal and things they'll eat. Last time I checked, plant-based is a vegan product. I'm, who knows if they're actually cooking it in the right, the same oil, because that's another know. question. Yeah, I will, you know, if I was given a recommendation on that, they were pretty good. You know, I took a little raisin canes. I, I did, you know, get some uh, leftover Texas toast from raisin canes and throw them on there and make a little sandwich, but wasn't the healthiest option, but I don't need healthy anyway. So it really don't matter. But still, I mean, that's still good because like I, I grab when we go to the Costco or the other stores, we try to get those plant-based chicken nuggets because dude, sometimes the kids just eat those. That's what they eat, man. Like people like, Oh man, yeah, I get my kid to eat dragon fruit. Yeah, I get my kid to try mangoes. Yeah, I get my kid to try all these things. Yeah, they love apples, bananas, all these different things. But there's always a button there. Uh, chicken nuggets and those stupid little mini muffins, kids will go like crack, ape, crack for. They're like, what? What? You said chicken nuggets, mini muffins? What'd you say? What? Who? Huh? Yeah. Who? You're like, what the heck? So there's none left. They like, I'm telling you, they have withdraws. If you tell a kid there's no chicken nuggets, or like mini muffins, and they're like, we got to go to the store right now, mom, dad, there's a crisis. 
there's no mini muffins in the cabinets, and you're just like Gogurt. Gogurt's another one. Yeah, yeah. seeing oh. it, seeing it at KFC kind of shows me though that this movement, this plant-based movement, may be officially here because now I think it's more than just the morning stars and the frozen. I mean, it's that Beyond Whopper at Burger King's not bad. Again, I don't know Dude. what they're cooking them with, and it's it's all here. And um, some of this stuff everywhere. might get cheaper. Yeah, and some of it might get cheaper with the prices of meats and inflation and all this. This plant-based stuff could help our industry if we can be, start selling to some of these providers and stuff. Going to give the oh, dairy yeah. people in California a run for their money, huh, Mike? Oh, or yeah, not the dairy absolutely. people, sorry, the beef the beef people. The beef I'll tell you a quick story talking about cauliflower. It's real quick, a little off subject, but a couple years ago, I started noticing that cauliflower market getting erratic. And what happened is when you got that surge of all the pizza crust and the cauliflower rices and all that, the growing demand was not ready for that. So what happened is all the products and everything went there and IQF and away from like food service and retail and it shot up that market. So you have to watch what's in these plant-based products because it will offset, it will offset a market for a couple of years as it adjusts to some of, like I said, just think of cauliflower. They started putting in damn near everything, baby yeah. foods. You're starting to see things. in. so, you know, one of, one of the things, you know, I know you want to talk about some of the things, um, kid, I don't want to offset your segment here, but when you talk about our lives and, you know, whatever we are, dads of produce, dads in produce, dads who sell produce, you know, growing up, I remember my father always stopping at a payphone and how much that bothered, you know, we're at Disney world or Astro world or wherever. And you got to stop at a payphone and make that call or the pager. And now just to think we have these stupid devices that control our lives that are the best and the worst thing in the world. And we live in an industry that doesn't ever stop or sleep. It's like this healthcare industry during COVID we're tired. And I think a lot of our um, kids sometimes, especially if they grow up around a lot of people working remote right now, they don't know what all go, why we're always on the phone, why we're always looking at our computers. And I know I've tried to take a big step back over the past couple of years, but I think that's something that kids just really don't know that um yeah i like to hear y'all stories on how you try to find time with your kids i mean i've started making a schedule like we're gonna ride bikes at this time i'm taking you to hit golf balls at this time and if i lose a customer or something like that i don't need that customer yeah stuff can wait yeah it's definitely a challenge and a balancing act i know there's times where i just have to leave my phone in another room so that I'm yeah. engaged, engaged with the family and stuff. Uh, you know, it's hard. You know, you get the emails, you know, 365, 24 Sense of urgency. Yeah, sense you of know. urgency in this world's stupid. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal. Like, like you, Ross, you got to just leave your phone in the other room sometimes, man. Or what I'll do, especially with the kids, their tablet or their uh, their cell phone they'll play with, I'll lock it in the safe, to be honest. Like, it's, because those kids are sneaky, man. They find their way into my top drawer and get that cell phone or that iPad out of there, so... You got to really lock it down. So I'll throw them in my safe for a while so we can have some family time to do some activities. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit different just because as you, as you guys know, and if you're not um, a follower yet, you know, I uh, watch my kids through the day, not all of them, just one of them. She's a 10 month old uh, angel and my other kids are in school. Um, but even with that, like I, I have to find a balancing act, right? Uh, because it's important to me that obviously I'm home with my daughter. Um, but then it's also important to me that I have to handle business because things are very uh, time sensitive and perishable goods. So it is. And then like, even when we go on vacation, it, it's almost at the point where we don't really go on vacation, right? As I've seen, you know, Brent and I, uh, Ross and I, 
uh, Mike doesn't have Facebook uh, or all friends on, you know, uh, social media. And it's so funny because I, I watch everybody's pictures. Right. And then all of a sudden Brent's in vacation and all of a sudden he stops at a mushroom plant. He's like, ah, it was there. We might as well do it. Ross is up in Connecticut and he's like, oh, I stopped by a vintage antique place. I found some produce labels. Ah, you know, I was there. You know what I mean? And Mike's in San, Mike goes through San Francisco, you know, to go do on his fishing trip, stops and sees a wholesaler. Ah, you know, I was there. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. So speaking of getting our kids to try new things and bring new things into their lives, right? I mean, we're all in produce, right? You know, Brent, Ross, you guys have thousands of items at your warehouses, at your disposal. And then Mike, well, you have your citrus, right? Seven different, uh, you know, varieties of citrus, but doesn't mean you can't stop by a store. But we're always bringing these items or some of these things homes to our kids or we're bringing them to work and they're trying these things. So as we look at some of the new things that you've implemented or, or had your kids try, you know, I'll start with Mike. Um, what are some of the new things you've had your kids try? I would say last year, because obviously as we're just in January. Last year, the hot item was dragon fruit. And the kids, my girls, were not so much sold on the eating quality of the dragon fruit, but they thought it looked really cool. And they liked dad cutting it in half and they can eat it, you know, right out of the fruit like a bowl. So that was kind of the, the new trendy item that I would say was in our house. Um, but, you know, staple mm. items, you know, they love their watermelons. They love uh, red grapes, uh, love avocados. They're huge avocado fans. And I know that is right up your alley, Pat. I've love. Uh, spent enough time with you where, yeah, if you can throw an avocado or an egg on a on a anything, basically, you're going to take the option. Anything. <laughs> and listen, I was in Southern California uh, last week, guys, uh, when I went to the port of Los Angeles, Mike, you were there. But the, the next day, you know, when I was flying out, I went to a nice uh, little, I would say, coffee bar right out El Segunda. And I literally it was like bacon, egg, cheese, bagel with avocado. I didn't even look at anything else. I was like, I'll take that. The and problem like, is oh, you're in like, Florida and Florida doesn't know what an avocado is because they have those nasty Florida green skin avocados. I've learned how to use those though. There's different ways to use <laughs> those. those. We'll get, we'll, we're going to, we'll get, to, we'll get to those. We, we those will are terrible. Those. those are terrible. Those are a different <laughs> breed. I will say Ross, what about you, man? So what, you know, what have you implemented this uh, year or last year for uh, some new items of produce? Well, we got to try some different berries, you know, Driscoll had some of those rosé berries. And then yeah. most recently we had the white uh, pine berries from wish. So the kids have uh, been good with that. We did uh, some new, pomelos recently but one of the favorites that's coming up is the super bowl and one of the one of our kind of traditions for the super bowl is doing chocolate fondue so you know we do different mm. fruits with that and that's a good way for them to uh you know get a lot of strawberries and apples into the mix and dip them in chocolate right Exactly. And who doesn't want to dip something in chocolate? I don't even care. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't even if, it, you know, sometimes my kid sees that chocolate fountain and he's like, I just want to stick my fork in there. Like, he's like, he wants to stick his finger in there. Like, I'm like, Ty. And he's like, what? He's like, look at this thing. And I'm like, he, I'm like you have a point. You have a point. Yeah. Um, what about, what about you, Brent? I know, I, as you said, you're the unhealthiest guy here. Um, doesn't even bring a banana on the golf course with him or a mango. He's or strawberry. Yeah, I hate mangoes. Too. <laughs> Hey, up and uh, listen, I'll be real with you up until like a year ago until I actually had a good mango. I hated mangoes. I had never had a good experience with mangoes, but until 
I had some good mango sent to me. Now I know what a, a, a decent mango tastes like, Brent. But uh, what, what, what have you tried with your fam? I know uh, I watch you guys all the time. You guys are always golfing, always having a great time on uh, the golf course or on Facebook and traveling. Um, but what are new things that you guys have brought in on the fruit and vegetable yeah, world? The, thing, the solids that the kids always eat are uh, berries, the uh, you know grapes, melons. You're talking about the pine berries about four or five years ago. Uh, I went, I've been out to Driscoll quite a few times. We got to see those in the field and try them out of the field. And Driscoll's nixed that program because they just can't find a way to get them to ride because the way they, you know, they'll rub shoulder, you know, everything on those pine berries is going to show. Dust is going to show and all the winds. But um, one of the cool things I did over the past year was starting using produce as art with the kids. Like we made a skeleton kind of thing for Halloween. We made some Christmas tree things. Um, I've tried to find ways to, you know, play with your food maybe and teach kids about it that way. And I found that to be a good tool to edge an introduction to jicama or things we wouldn't normally do. And then I, I do a lot of juicing. You know? um, I do drink a lot of juice. So I've found ways to introduce other things as juices, you know, doing different types of apples in there. Um, they hate celery, you know, but peanut butter fixes everything. Um, it's one peanut butter on apples. Um, but um, I, I think that just one of the things we, we've really done is I've tried to teach them, you know, now that they've gotten older, my girls are 12 and uh, 14, about to be 15, trying to teach them now, now how to cook the stuff and how to, how to spiral those zucchini noodles and see if we can open up that palate a little bit more. They, they've always liked mini peeled carrots and things like that, but I, I'd like to see them, you know, get a little more diverse palate on some of the things we're doing. I think there's so many great just in, you know, YouTube, Instagram, whatever influencers out there. They got some really good. I just bought a four ingredient cookbook for one of my, for my 12 year old, Nice. you know, to try to figure out how to cook some cool stuff and see if we can open up that palate. That's cool, Juice man. Is I a, mean, I like it. This is a good way. I agree with you there. That's another good avenue to get more fruits and veggies. I get, Especially I get some nasty good... greens, you know, the kills, the spinaches, yeah. things like that. I mean, you throw them in there, they can't taste them. But at the end of the day, they're eating them and then they maybe they'll start to like them. True. I get some uh, some good samples when I go visit uh, my brother-in-law outside Boston. He actually owns an organic juice barn. So okay. he's got all sorts of different recipes and uh, ways of making it more flavorful and palatable yeah I like no, it. that's good I yeah like i've got it. a whole beverage division so i'm constantly bringing back and one of those is a juicer that does about two hundred and fifty thousand bottles a week of juice out of my place so we're always trying i mean cayenne so you're pepper, trying all kinds of concoctions ones. yeah you're trying it all well that's cool i mean you know what that's it's funny as much as I, I i talked to you i did i didn't know that part of it and you know quentin Rowe of noble citrus reached out to me this year and was like, hey, we should do a like pomelo contest during Halloween. And I'm thinking like, what are they going to do? And they were like, oh, we're going to paint the pomelos. And they did it at a couple of the schools. And what they do is they use some of the real big oversizes, right? The oversized ones, because obviously, you know, they're, they're not, they don't sell as, as great as uh, some of the midsize, like the fives or the sixes or the sevens, right? And it was crazy because these kids were just going at it. And then they would have some cut pomelos. And then they were serving those to the kids. And I'm like... You know, that's genius. 
Right? Didn't so they it's just throw like them at each other things. when they were done? Did they throw them at each other when they were done? No, they stacked them up. They stacked them up and they put them outside like you would, uh, like you <laughs> would pumpkins. <laughs> but they were big, man. They were like some big old pumpkins. Yeah, hey, H-E-B had a bunch on display the other day. And I thought right when I saw them, I thought about the whole deal y'all did. I mean, the first thing I thought about, that was on my mind. Really? When, uh, what, when Dan and I did the Pomelo video? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. I'm glad you thought of, of Dan and I. That That's... That's good. That means Dan's making his uh, his appearance look, making me look good. So, hashtag Dan's fresh produce. All right, guys. Well, listen. I want to figure out how we get more dads in produce. So I am going to give each and every one of you homework because I think that it's important that there's a ton of dads that are out there that are grinding and hustling every single day in the produce industry while trying to get their kids to try some of the produce that we sell or, you know, as Brent says, juicing because they're trying to figure out new ways to increase sales in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, in the company. So um, guys, let's reach out to some of our friends, some of our family, you know, dads in produce that have stories about what they've done with their kids in produce, how they brought them up, what their favorite fruit or vegetable is. Heck, I'd love to see some pictures of some of these faces. Like I, I'm going to try and get, a picture of my daughter eating peas because I will tell you it's a classic, classic face that she's going to make. Um, so we got to get more people, more dads um, that are out there that want to share their experience and share their stories, guys. So uh, I think that's the first step. And if you're interested, if you're a dad out there now listening, you know, uh, reach out to the show, the produce industry podcast at gmail.com. Let us know that you're a dad. Let us know what you father, whether it's a dog that you feed celery to, um, or if it's a couple kids, uh, we want to know. Hey, speaking of dog, dogs love green beans. If people don't know, hadn't figured that out yet, give your dog, no give your dog some raw green beans and it'll surprise you. Raw green <laughs> beans. You heard it from space city, Brent Aaron Wirt, green beans post, and dogs. I will post the Instagram video on the brother's produce feed. They go after them like steak. I love I it. I don't have any left on my bush in my backyard because they've eaten them all off of there. The dogs do. Yeah. <laughs> he has wiener dogs, everyone. So all yeah. the bottom branches are, they're gone. All the top branches are still there. So we're fine. So there's, it's only the glass is half full. Everyone, the glass is half full. Eat so guys, wiener I, dogs. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Joining the dads of produce. I look forward to having you guys on next month and bringing some friends on uh, and really talking about the hustle of getting our kids to eat fresh produce. So thanks guys. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.